Chapel. It is good to see you this morning as we gather together um, to worship the Lord and the beauty of His holiness together wherever we find ourselves today. Well, let's start today by praying this prayer that has been posted on our website. Let's pray this together. Lord God, great I am, you are resurrection and life. O oh Lord, we wait for you, and in your word we trust. By the power of your Holy Spirit, set our hearts and minds on the source of life and peace, Jesus Christ. As we worship today, though we are scattered, make us one. Show us we are bearers of good news, messengers of resurrection, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, it is good to see you this morning. Let me share with you some quick uh, updates and announcements very quickly before we get into the work together. I want you to know that because we love our and value our staff people as more than simply utilities who do things for us and get things done for us, we have distributed the operations of the church in multiple places. Therefore, there's no support services here directly at the church facility, but you can still reach us at the office number of 603-883-8345. We want to both safeguard our, our treasured staff members and also be examples of good practices of caring for our community. Let me also remind you that we're going to be meeting on Wednesday at 9 a.m. again, and then next Sunday we will gather for worship as well. We are now posting the videos directly to our website, and if you go to our website, you will see the link there for our videos, and you can access them even if you do not have a Facebook account. Um, also, next week, come prepared to share communion together. So prepare some elements, some bread, some juice, or by next Sunday, whatever you have, and let's participate in communion as we'll have the we'll share of the Lord's Supper at the end of the service. And remember that our youth and our children are involved online on Instagram. Uh, we're using Kahoot with our teens on Friday nights. And then we're also, uh, we also now set up a children's ministry Facebook page. And so take note of that. And let's remember that we know there's some folks around us who are socially isolated and we want to continue to find ways to meet them. I mentioned on Wednesday, maybe calling someone and sharing a meal with them. We're having Sunday dinner today with our adult children and all their significant people. And uh, we're going to sit around our table using group FaceTime, and we're going to have dinner together as a family. So I want to invite you for ways in which you can do it. So let's just be together um, in, this, in this time. Now, what are some things we can do to help one another and help our community? Let me share with you a couple things. First of all, um, we are involved in partnering with N68 Hours of Hunger. They're doing an amazing thing to help children and families facing food insecurity. And they need some help right now with getting food together. So here are some things that we can share with them. They need tortillas. So if you want to get some tortillas, that would be helpful. They need pancake mix that requires only water. And so if you can get some of that. And then they really need crackers, saltines, rich crackers, all those kind of things. And we're going to post, when we send an email out this week, a fuller list that they need. But that can be dropped off at 17B Airport Road here in Nashua. And you can go to their Facebook page, and 68 Hours of Hunger, and you can just reach out to them and they can give you more information. They're doing a great work for our children. I don't know if you've seen in the media that the medical centers are looking for donations. So you can donate medical supplies at Southern New Hampshire Medical Center from Monday to Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And they need any kind of medical supplies. Yes, the masks, the gloves, those kind of things. And so they will also accept care packages 
that would have cookies and snacks and candies for the people in the medical community, and we're going to pray for them during our pastoral prayer. But we need to be praying for them, and they need our encouragement. So if you want to drop by a care package to the hospital, we invite you to do that. In addition to that, our national emergency responders are looking for the same kind of supplies. So if you'd like to donate to them from Monday to Wednesday from 9 a.m. to noon at the Department of Public Works, 9 Stadium Drive, we would invite you to go ahead and bring some of those supplies to them as well. You can go online at the nashua.nh.gov and you can get more information about the supplies that are needed. And uh, we want to try to figure out ways in which we can be partners together with our community. What we gathered this morning as a, this community that's disembodied, normally we would be here together, standing next to each other and supporting one another. And I, I, if you're like me, I would like more than anything to have a bunch of people around together uh, sharing and celebrating and greeting one another. But we are doing that together right now. And one of the things that is so critical to us is this place of dependence on prayer. And every time we gather, we have a pastoral prayer time where we can all turn to the Lord as we trust Him today. So let's do that right now. Let's talk to the Lord together as we pray. Join me in prayer. Lord, we want to thank you today that we can gather. And yes, we are not here physically. But Lord, we have now gathered in heart and spirit by the power of the Holy Spirit uh, across Facebook Live and in our homes and in these different places. And we're asking, Lord, that you would come and you would meet us, that the Holy Spirit of God would meet us as only you can. Lord, we pray today for our world. We lift up our world and go, it seems so big for us to pray for our world. It is not too big for our God. And Lord, we are going to pray very specifically today. We're going to pray, Lord God, that you would bring a movement of your spirit to our world, revealing the goodness of God in the land of the living. And yes, Lord, we pray for an end to the coronavirus pandemic. We're asking that in your name. And as we walk through this together, we pray for those who are on the front lines. We think especially of the medical community today. We lift up the doctors and the nurses. We lift up the scientists who are working towards a cure and towards uh, uh, remedies for us. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, we lift up the medical community to you right now. We pray, Lord God, that you would be with each one of us as we struggle through some of the emotions and the feelings of what we're encountering as we find ourselves uh, isolated, as we find ourselves being cut off from some of the norms of our lives, as we find ourselves, Lord God, in this new normal of the social distancing and all the things that we're encountering. So, God, we're praying that you would just come near to us, that you would draw near to us. Lord, you know the physical needs that our congregation has, and everyone, Lord, has gathered this morning. You know those who need your physical touch, and we ask in Jesus' name that you would touch them. You know those today, Lord God, who are struggling through decisions that they still have to make, uh, even in spite of all these things, maybe decisions about a future or decisions about what needs to be happening in a family situation or a relational challenge. Father, all of these things we lift to you right now. But Father, best of all, we want to come to you because we know that we can trust you. We know, Lord God, that you're the one who provides the peace that passes all understanding. Not just any peace, but the peace of God. And so, Lord, we look to you today, we trust you today, we worship you today in the beauty of holiness, and Lord, your holiness. And so we thank you that we have this opportunity to gather together. Now, Lord, open up our hearts to your word. Help 
us today, Lord, in our gathering, that we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> I hope you were able to access some of the resources that we put online this week. Um, I hope you were able to see that that uh, recitation of Psalm 23 from different countries. When I first watched that and listened to that, tears began to well up in my eyes as I thought about the power of across the world, people reading that psalm together. There was a psalm list that we put out there, a YouTube psalm list that maybe helped you prepare for this, and we're going to give you a little more instruction at the end of this time we gather together. But today I'd like to talk about the idea of context. For words to have meaning, they need to have context. In our current world context, immediately has forever changed the meaning of some words. Now, this might sound silly, but I know some people who have taken money out from the bank, and then when they brought it home, they have laid it out on their counter, sprayed it with some Lysol, turned it over, sprayed it with some more Lysol, and then let it dry. And I think that brings new meaning to the words money laundering. I know, that probably wasn't so good. But think about other words that we have used before, but now when we use them together, they have a whole different meaning. What about the words social distancing? Before the coronavirus, I bet you can count on one hand how many times you use those words together. But they represent a call to action for us that's necessary, and also a radical change in normalcy. On Wednesday, we're going to think a little bit more about that. But let me share with you some thoughts about a certain group of people. Uh, they never wanted to go where they ended up going. It was the one place in their otherwise uh, boring, uh, monotonous, predictable lives that created some challenge for them. It created some uncertainty. It created some unpredictability for them. But when they went to that place, people would also talk to them about it. And when people talked about it, they would often deal in rumors and myths and and as they would try to grasp what was going on in their reality, it would be difficult because of what other people thought about that place. So it made it more difficult for them to figure out how to face what they were facing. Now that sounds like our neighbors and maybe us as we adjust to the impact of the coronavirus and try to figure out what is real and what is not real. Here are some real thoughts that people have shared with me, some real words that people have shared with me about our current context. They look at it as being unreal unprecedented, alarming, um, uncertain. And I've heard this word a lot. This is crazy. But the folks I'm referring to are not our neighbors or us, but rather I'm referring to the shepherds in Palestine who would feel what they would wrestle with when they would take their sheep through a specific leg of the journey. You see, sometimes the shepherds would have to make their way through these, these valleys and these ravines to get the sheep to the feeding grounds that they wanted them to be here. High walls would face them on either side of the valleys, and in those walls there would be crevices and hiding spaces where robbers would hide, seeking to do harm to the shepherds, where wild animals would hide, seeking to do harm uh, to the sheep. Every time the shepherds went down into those valleys, I'm sure the chill went up and down their spine because they knew what was ahead, the unknown, the unpredictable, and the uncertain. Now, King David understood that reality completely because before 
was king of the flock of Israel. He was a shepherd to a flock of sheep. He knew about those dark valleys. And when we read the Psalm of the day, Psalm 23, we watch as he exchanges his place as a, as a shepherd with that of the sheep. He becomes a sheep, if you will, before God, a sheep who is under the care of the great shepherd. And we know what he says. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. But then later on in the psalm, he says this. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, that's a better translation than the traditional, the valley of the shadow of death. This dark valley literally has the idea of a dark shadow where the sun is being eclipsed. This is not really necessarily referring to death. It could be because that could be part of it. But it really is a metaphor for the dark times in life that we encounter. They could be health-related. They could be financial issues. They could be emotional difficulties. They can be relational troubles. They can be trying to figure out how to wrestle with social distancing, living in a time of pandemic. Whatever it is that is marked by fear or difficulty or uncertainty, those dark places knock us off balance, and they make it difficult to find our footing, and they create uncertainty. And some of you may be feeling that right now. You have lost a sense of equilibrium in life as a growing uncertainty and unsettledness wants to take over. So listen again to those words. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. For the sheep in going through the valley, there was one saving grace, and that was the shepherd. He would use his rod, which was like a club-like like tool, if you will, a weapon really tucked into his belt to protect the sheep. And, and then he would take his staff with the shepherd's crook on the end, as we can imagine. He would use that to guide and help the sheep to get where they needed to be. And yet, with all his experience and skill, with all his knowledge of the canyons and crevices, his ability to ward off the present danger, the greatest tool at the shepherd's disposal was his love for the sheep. And because of that love, the shepherd would not leave. The shepherd would not abandon the sheep. The shepherd would not give up. The shepherd would guide them in wisdom. And the shepherd would simply be present. Presence. Presence means everything, doesn't it? I think these days in social distancing and self-isolation, we realize the value of being present together. Sometimes it's not what people say that really matters. It's simply that they are there, that they are present. The encouragement from this psalm this morning is that the good shepherd will be, is present with us, even in the unpredictable, even in the unknown, the unreal, and the uncertain. Remember what Jesus said about himself in one of his great I Am statements. He said, I am the good shepherd. And that means in the midst of this disruptive valley we find ourselves in today, and at any day, at any point of our lives, we can turn to Christ the good shepherd and find that he has already turned toward us. And he's the one who will guide us and watch over us, come alongside us and be present with us through the journey. No matter how dark it may get, no matter how unpredictable and uncertain it may be. A few weeks ago, we talked about the idea of liminal space, and that's that space where we are between what used to be and what is going to be. This psalm is the psalm of liminal space in many ways. That is where we are. We are in between.
between what used to be and what is yet to be. And it can be a time of confusion and disruption, but it can also be a time of real transformation to take place. And the reason why that's true is this. Later in the psalm, the psalmist says, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. His goodness and love will pursue me, will chase after me. God taking the initiative to turn toward me with his goodness and love. When does he do that? All the days of my life. Can you imagine today that God is pursuing you? That God is chasing you with his goodness. That God is tracking you down with his love right now. Even in the darkest valley that you may find yourself in or any valley you may walk through. Rich Lotus is the pastor of New Light Church in New York City. Um, one of the prime places or the hot spots, if you will, of the COVID-19 pandemic. This week, he reminded us of something critical. As we move through Lent, we are moving toward the empty tomb. But perhaps we need to remember this one thing about the empty tomb. This is what he said. On the first day of the week, Mary came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark. And then the stone was removed when she saw it. And she saw the stone removed from the tomb. That's what John 20 tells us. But she went there while it was still dark. He goes on to say this. Resurrection happens while it is still dark. So as we move through this Easter season time frame, it may not be what we're used to. But resurrection is still on the way. And that is because we know this. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are we who live on this side of the resurrection know that the living presence of God is with us. The living presence of Jesus is with us. Even in the midst of the dark. In fact, resurrection is made for the dark. There is new life and new hope and new discoveries and new faith to be found in the dark. Why is that? Because the Lord is with us. So let me offer you a practical way to get into your, this into your system. Why don't we together commit to memorizing the 23rd Psalm this week? Um, yes, you can do something like this. Are you ready? You can wash your hands and recite the 23rd Psalm. And I promise you, you will have the cleanest hands around by doing that. But let me get us started today as we think about this great word. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup Overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me, will chase after me, will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All the days of my life. I will dwell in the shelter of God. As we come to a close of our time gathered together today, we're going to post the song. We 
Restore My Soul on our Facebook page. We would just invite you to click that link and stop and rest and trust and listen to the lyrics of that song. For the Lord is with us. The Lord is our shepherd. We lack nothing when we have him. As we receive the benediction today, we're going to use the words that are attributed to St. Patrick from what is known as his breastplate, which is appropriate since it was St. Patrick's Day this past week. But now I invite you to receive the benediction this morning. Christ with us. Christ before us. Christ behind us. Christ in us. Christ beneath us. Christ above us. Christ on our right. Christ on our left. Christ when we lie down. Christ when we sit down. Christ when we arise. Christ when we gather in isolation. Christ when we wrestle through a pandemic. Christ when fear and anxiety and difficulty come near us. Christ is with us because the Lord is our shepherd and we lack nothing. Amen. Well, thank you today for gathering with us. We have been here celebrating just being together, even though we're at a distance. We'll join again on Wednesday. We'll connect with you then. We'll be sending an email out this week with more detailed announcements. But in the meantime, may you go into your day in the peace and the power and the presence of the Good Shepherd. God bless you.